boundaries of a country which can't stop growing. Early settlers crossed the Delaware and started the ball rolling until it became a missile which crossed the greatest river of all, the river of planets and stars, the limitless frontier where destiny still waits for those who carry a flag and a dream. Having sped across the past and the present, Cap is now confronted by the face of the future. Chapter 5. Mr. Booter's outdone himself this time. His talisman has taken me clear to the moon. I... I don't know what he expects me to learn here, except how to conserve my oxygen. Suddenly? I... I wonder what caused that blow-up. The moon isn't as dead as it seems to be. Cap's curiosity makes him careless. He is unprepared for the blast which follows. It strikes close enough to hurl him off his feet. Cap has barely recovered from his shock and surprise when a strange air jet vehicle speeds into view, spraying dust in all directions, while its crew sprays death from blazing weapons. Jumpin' jackrabbits, I'm under fire. What's been going on here? The latest efforts in space have been sponsored in the name of international cooperation. I can't understand how. Cap tries to make sense of this bizarre development, but nothing of what he's witnessed seems to fall into place. I've got to go on. Got to look into this. At that moment, the sterile hills flare up with the hot colors of war. Men dash across this eternal stage in the rush of battle. Their guns spit flame, but they make no sound on the airless moon. It's a firefight between forces I can't identify. But, but this is impossible. Nothing like it has been reported or hinted at. Mr. Buddha's finally maneuvered me into the thick of a first-class mystery. I must find out more. But when Cap reaches the top of the rise... They're gone. The battle's moved on. But I'm beginning to understand. Buddha's talisman has taken me to the future. It doesn't matter what the date is. Men are fighting on the moon. My guess is Americans are involved. Cap realizes that men will fight anywhere and bring their conflicts to the stars themselves. He knows that the issue lies not in seeking new environments, but in striving for changes in man's own character. A wrecked moon vehicle. Looks like it's taken a fatal blow. Plunging into the shallow crater, Cap inches towards the heat-scorched metal hide of the stricken craft. I've got to find an entry. There may be a chance that some of the crew have survived the hit. Cap finds a porthole and peers into it in search of movement within the vehicle. Can't see a thing. The interior is a jumbled mess of smash circuits. Suddenly, Cap is gripped by the familiar sensation of motion, of spinning out. He doesn't have to look at his palm to know that Mr. Buddha's talisman is alive and active. Cap is leaving the moon. He feels himself receding into the psychic realm of many roads. Soon, he becomes a mere speck upon the face of the infinite. Time and space are rendered meaningless and impotent. Then Cap returns. He has a small, vague image that takes on shape and dimension as it grows larger. As his image grows more defined, it is evident that he has experienced another change. His eyes absorb the new world about him and register his continuing surprise at the unfolding of each new situation. Where is Cap now? What facet of his country has opened to him in his forced role as truth seeker? Then... Hey, fella! Where did you come from? How did he get on the set? This isn't funny, sweetheart. You ruined a good take. Who's this nut? Yeah, who's this nut? Well, someone tell us who this nut is. Who cares? 
says. Because it's money, every minute he stands there gaping. Cap is puzzled and intrigued by his new surroundings. He knows where he is, but not why. Put it off, will you, fella? With that costume, you don't belong in a foreign legion picture. He looks like one of those new comic book heroes. Uh, I'd like to apologize for causing this confusion. If you'll excuse me, I'll move on. Enough of your excuses, just beat it! It is Hollywood in its golden age. A self-contained land of enchantment where Cap strides unnoticed among a host of people in costume. At that moment... You there, you! In the blue suit with the star! Stop a minute, will you? J.B. Smeltzer wants to look at you. Who says so? Uh-oh. It seems I've caught the attention of those so-called movie moguls. J.B., don't you see it? Don't you see how perfect this guy is for the big finale of our picture? I see a nobody in a funny suit. Can he sing? Can he dance? He doesn't even look like he can talk. In that suit, all he has to do is stand there. We'll shoot the number around him. Your mind is snapped, Melvin. Ever since you married my daughter, I've watched you going to pieces. This idea stinks. JB, you stabbed me. Right here. Melvin Grubber, the wonder boy of pictures. The studio's ace producer, your son-in-law. All right, enough already. Don't blubber all over me. Do the number your way. But remember, dumbhead, if that picture loses money, you'll be an office boy again. Don't worry, JB. Just stand by for an Academy Award. Come with me. Where are we going? Don't ask questions of Melvin Grubber. Just do what you're told. Roll the big finale. I've got our man. Great going, Mr. G. Everybody on the set for the big finale. Lights, camera, we're rolling the big finale. You hide, Mr. Grubber. But, but, what am I supposed to do? Just step this way, sweetie. I'll show you. I think you people are making a big mistake. I'm only going to ruin this scene for you. My talents lie in other directions. Get ready, Goyles. This is a take. Quiet on set. Fine, fine. Stand right here and smile right into the cameras out front. Don't move from the spot, big fellow. A moment later, a voice shouts for action. And Cap finds himself in the center of one of the fabled production numbers that made the Hollywood musical so popular. Rome! All the years of fierce combat against forces of overwhelming power have done little to prepare Cap for the terrifying experience of being thrust into the glare of cleat lights amid an undulating sea of precision dancers. That's it! Speed up the tempo, little girls! What's that blue guy doing? Stop him from moving around! Where the big dog is panicking! He's got stage fright! Hey, big fella! Put your eyes back in your head and smile! What's with him? The bomb's not even a pro! Covers his composure and watches the parody of patriotism with a jaundiced eye. He feels that somewhere, Mr. Buddha must be laughing at the prank he's played on his super guest. Better, much better. Blue boys looking good. You're right, Mr. Grubber. He fits right into this number. Hit it, guys! Hit it! Something within Cap rebels against this charade. His embarrassment gives way to anger, and he begins to assert himself. I'm not going on with this. It's got to stop right now. I said stop. What's he up to? He's ruining the scene. The guy's going nuts. He's a raving nut. Hold it. I said cut. Cut. Buddha, if you can hear me, show yourself. I know you can reach me if you want. It was you who spoke of America and the truth at the heart of it. I've still got to see it, Buddha. Suddenly, 
The lights blink out in unison. The dancers vanish and all sound ceases in the engulfing darkness. Cap senses that he is once more alone. Buddha did this. I knew he would heed me if I spoke out to him. Is this more pleasing, sir? You seem disturbed. A large spotlight flicks on and transfixes Cap in its blinding glare. No more of your show business tricks, you little cheat. Come out of the shadows where I can see you. By the stars, sir, you must contain your emotions. Let's be calm. Be calm, you say? Be calm? You've led me into one maze after another. In search of the real America, you said. Well, I've been there, shorty. I've seen the past, present, and even the muddy future. But this is the last farce. But it was not a farce. There's nothing more American than a movie. Don't pussyfoot around the issue, you weasel. You know what I mean. Where is the truth? Where is the essence that makes all Americans stand up as one, no matter what their lot might be? Ah, now you are truly at the heart of the matter, sir. Your trip has helped you after all. It has made you think. Thanks, Mr. Buddha. Thanks for nothing. I'm just crazy about being treated like a child. In a serious matter such as this, it is best to approach it as a child. There you go again, slipping in a zinger that'll bounce me off the track. This is not so, sir. I speak of a simple thing. Merely that the child remembers what the man forgets. When you reach your next dilemma, sir, reach not for Mr. Buddha in your frustration, but speak to the child who grew up to become Captain America. Time is short. You must make the most of it. I see what you mean. The psychic talisman on my palm is beginning to fade. When it is gone, your trip will be over. Things will change faster now, and in these final moments you have a choice of destinations. Speak to the child, Captain America. He will tell you what this country is. So... I'm at the controls now, eh? What do I do? Shut out the stops like a bus driver? Well, don't just stand there like a plucked chicken. This is your game, not mine. How do I play it? You must relax, sir. Your own instincts will guide the psychic talisman to the proper places. I shall go with you. It will be interesting to see if you reach the point of truth. The change comes even as they talk. The two find themselves in a peaceful meadow. The trip has resumed. It will be swift, as I have said. Sure, sure. Listen, it's country music. Followed by Buddha, Cap is drawn to a small cabin and an old man with a fiddle. Welcome, strangers. Anything I can do for you? Keep playing, old-timer. You're doing just fine. I sure like to play the fiddle when the chores are done. Here's a tune that set them dancing for years. For the first time in his journey, Cap feels the touch of serenity and a softening of the tensions incurred from his experience. Genuine folk music in a peaceful countryside, Buddha. That's America, too. I could stay here forever. It is the inner wish of a weary man, but not the truth. Don't razzle-dazzle me. Life is an all trial and tribulation. The sense of peace is what every American seeks. We struggle to achieve it, and keep it. To keep it is not possible. To enjoy it as often as you can is a prize unequaled. Besides, it is time to leave this place. What? We we just got here. I, I hadn't had time to... The time has passed. Feel the change. It has come upon us. We are in another place. You're right. 
But why here? It is you, sir, who knows the answer. Once before, you gravitated to a child of the ghetto. Yeah, he was a ghetto kid who wanted to make it, and so is this one. He isn't crying, he's trying. If he can't get quality education, he's got enough guts and brain matter to go out and find it. Sure, that's it. That's truly America. People are trying to make it Buddha. That's what it's all about. Men, women, groups and individuals. Winning and losing and going on when life kicks him in the backside. Yes, and dying to keep the process alive. Your trip is almost over, sir. The final change is here. Wait, Buddha. You can't bug out on me now. Not when I've reached the point of knowing. At that point, sir, you shall not need Mr. Buddha. You little fiend. I want you around when I cross the finish line. I want to see how wise you look when I put you down with the truth you can't dispute. Foolish man. The truth is not to be flaunted, but shared. Farewell! No sooner does Buddha vanish when... Hey, Freddy! Charlie! Look who's visiting the neighborhood! It, it can't be! But it is! Hey, Chico! Barney! There's Captain America! What? That's Captain America, all right. But what's he doing here? You think we ought to ask him? Sure, he won't bite us. You're Captain America, ain't you? I mean, you're not some dude who gets his kicked by running around in threads like that, are you? No, pal. I'm the real thing. I'm the genuine bona fide article. It's him. He's for real. But what are you doing in this part of town? You won't find any super villains hiding out on this street. I'm looking for something bigger than any super villain, and I think I found it here, among you young people. It can't be a spaceship. The biggest thing on this block is Mr. Jones' pickup truck. It isn't an object, exactly. It's a terrific feeling that we can become strong and smart enough to beat the overwhelming problems which every American has to live with. Sure, we can become like superheroes. I'll bet you I can be a superhero if I try hard enough. Oh, come on. Don't be a nut. He's not a nut. You can never tell how things turn out on the road to growing up. What do you think, friend? It could happen. We can become a team of superheroes. We can be anything, Captain America. Girls, too. <laughs> yeah, we can be anything we want to. Anything but a supervillains. Who wants to be a scary Red Skull or a Doctor Doom? That's America, a place of stubborn confidence where both the young and old can hope and dream and wade through the disappointment, despair, and the crunch of events with the chance of making life meaningful. Sure, my dad says if he doesn't become a millionaire, maybe I can become one. I don't want to be a millionaire. I'm going to find out if I can write good stories and buy a farm with cows and chickens when I make money. Things may get tough for me, brother, but that won't stop me if I want to make it. Shucks, I don't know what I want to be, but it's sure going to be fun finding out. When I find out, I'm just going to go ahead and be it. 200 years of old thoughts and young minds. 200 years of seeing it through. It is the way of a great country and a great people who stand together against the slings and arrows of a threatening tomorrow.
the end.